Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City. Sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome in to a massive, super football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show Across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You can always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got Moist Mike, and also... Stuart Kovacs, who's looking more and more like Mike McDaniel by the day. We're rocking and rolling all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Matt Schaub's going to stop by 20 minutes from now. Kevin Falk is going to join us an hour 20 from now. Ryan Horvat's NFL picks coming up at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific today. But what a crazy week this was. And it's nice that we now have a bookend on the week where it starts with Nick uh, Saban, with him uh, retiring from Alabama. Then the next day, you basically find out that Bill Belichick got fired from New England. And usually when you have two enormous players in their sports, either get let go or um, have a retirement, it's one of those situations where it's a long, crazy head coaching search where you have 9,000 reports and you have these two enormous brands in Alabama with the Crimson Tide and then the New England Patriots, two lucrative brands too. And you get a lot of erroneous BS and crazy reports and you get your hopes up with one person and then it ends up being somebody else. And sometimes there's a name that comes out of left field that no one saw coming. Well, it's wild that today is Friday and we just found out a few days ago about Belichick being Dunzo in New England, Saban retiring from Alabama, and we already have their replacements. With it being announced today, Gerard Mayo is the new head man in New England. We'll get to that later. But the breaking news is that Kalen DeBoer, friend of show, Kalen DeBoer, who just coached Washington to the national championship game where they lost to the Michigan Wolverines and had Michael Penix Jr. back-to-back years in the Heisman Trophy conversation, and he was just a runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. Well, Kalen DeBoer is finalizing an agreement with the University of Alabama, which is just wild. It is surreal, and it is, as I said yesterday, 
if this ended up going down, it would be a home run higher. Now, let me just peel back the curtain a little bit. So we know DeBoer. I've had DeBoer on this show since Fresno State. I'm a massive fan of Kalen DeBoer. His story is unbelievable. When you look at him being a baseball player and a football player at Sioux Falls, uh, when he was at Sioux Falls, he batted 520. That You heard that right. I didn't misspeak. He batted 520 as a senior baseball player at Sioux Falls. He also led the program in receiving yards, receptions, and also receiving touchdowns. Then goes on to coach Sioux Falls. He goes like a crazy 67-3 and with three NAIA championships. He then gets the job at Fresno State. Had a bunch of other stops in between, but not had coaching jobs. You know, he was at Indiana for a little bit with Michael Penix Jr. And he gets to Fresno State two years. Last year has nine wins. That elevates him into the Washington job, taking over for Lake. And it's like, okay, you got to get Washington moving back in the right direction. In the last two years, he was 25-3 and at Washington. And he just led the Washington Huskies to the national championship game. So uh, when I look at the story of Kalen DeBoer, uh, it is a wild one. It is a crazy one. It is a great one. And it's also a really fun one. And now he goes to the biggest real estate in college football And he has the biggest spot. And that is the man that is going to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. And I had a feeling that this was going to go down last night. Because I exchanged a text message or two with Kalen DeBoer. You know, congratulating him on the season. He got back. And then I said, hey, we'd love to have you on the show. Because his name was being floated around with with this Alabama job. And he's like, hey, I'm going to have to decline right now. uh, But maybe we'll talk down the road. Uh, So we're looking forward to that next conversation with Kalen DeBoer. And then you see that report, which uh, came out today. He was supposed to go in studio with the local Seattle radio station, uh, KJR, and he had to cancel. And once he had to cancel that interview, it was like, okay, well, you know, one or two things are going to happen. One, he's going to get this ridiculous contract extension uh, from Washington. And when I say ridiculous, that's not with a negative connotation because it would have been well-deserved. Or... He's finalizing a deal to become the next Alabama head coach, and it ended up being the latter. Now, when you look at Kalen DeBoer and and also him leaving Washington, like if you're a Huskies fan, you know, you may be upset. I get it. You're frustrated because of what this guy just did, but you can't fault him for taking the Alabama job. And, and also the Jimmy Sexton angle of this too is massive because it's not just a coincidence, right? So Dan Lanning... I know some people will say that he never got offered the job. It seemed like Alabama, from my understanding, and the way that it's been reported, and I know some people have fought back to this, it does seem like Alabama wanted Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning basically stayed at Oregon. He put out the hype video. And then after that, I'm not sold that everyone that reached a new contract or put out a hype video was necessarily in play for the Alabama job. I do believe that Kalen DeBoer was a top two candidate in Alabama's eyes for the job. I do firmly believe that. But you got to remember the agent game here where sometimes, and you even see this in our business too in radio, where you have the program director, right, who in this case is the athletic director at Alabama. Like that's a similarity. And then whoever the agent is that represents all the talent or in this case represents all the coaches becomes extremely powerful. Because it could have easily have gone from, all right, Lanning said no, 
or maybe there was a little smoke with Lanning that it didn't end up being true. They want DeBoer, but it's not as just simple as getting DeBoer the job. When Jimmy Sexton represents a lot of these guys, it's okay. You see Mike Norvell reach a new contract agreement. That's a Jimmy Sexton guy. Um, and then once you had the Lanning social media video go out, anyone's name that was connected to the Alabama job or speculated to the Alabama job, it made so much sense for a guy like Sark, who has Alabama ties, or also Mike Norvell to put out these videos or put out these tweets and basically go all Jordan Belfort style from the Wolf of Wall Street and announce that they're not leaving. It absolutely makes sense. Whether you were in play for the Alabama job or not, you're catering to your fan base and you're at least giving the front or giving the idea that you're not leaving your job to go take the prime real estate job in the sport in Alabama. So I abs- I don't necessarily think Alabama went 0 for 3 before they got to Kalen DeBoer. I would think at best it was 0 for 1 with uh, them, I think, wanting and knowing that they wanted Dan Lanning. But now to go land Kalen DeBoer, this is a sensational hire. And let me talk to the Alabama fan for a second. Because I don't know what the overwhelming majority reaction is going to be. But there will be a contingent of Alabama fans. And they have already flooded my my uh, my mentions on social media. And I've already had a few back and forth with them. There will be a contingent of Alabama fans that say, Oh, this guy has no ties to the South. Oh, this guy has no ties to Nick Saban. This guy has no ties to Alabama. He's going to be Brian Harson. What Brian Harson was leaving Boise State. Going to Auburn. Get lost with that. Uh, seriously, get lost with that. Kalen DeBoer is a phenomenal coach. Kalen DeBoer has been a winner everywhere he has gone. And not only that, this is a new era. Even looking at a coach from a few years ago, it's a totally different ball game with now having an understanding of what the transfer portal looks like and what NIL is. Look what Kalen DeBoer just did at Washington. I'm not saying he's going to go win six national championships. But he will have success at Alabama. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Because small job, medium-sized job, big job, but now the biggest job, he's had success everywhere he's gone. Once again, with what he did at Sioux Falls, what he did at Fresno State, and he just got Washington to a national championship game. And who did he beat before he got to the national championship game? Texas. Who did Alabama lose to by 10 points this year? Texas. So why can't this guy go to Alabama and succeed? I absolutely think he can. And the biggest trait that I think Kalen DeBoer has when it pertains to this Alabama job, where he'll survive the initial criticism and the initial people that would just be like, oh, it's not Nick Saban, so this is going to fail. Oh, it's not an Alabama guy. It's not a guy that has ties to the South or Alabama, so this is going to fail. Is He is one of the more unflappable coaches that I've ever been around. And I think his calm personality, he'll be able to take whatever criticism initially comes his way, and he will also operate every move with a certain flavor that's done on his own terms, but also he'll pay respect. He'll honor the great legendary, the greatest coach of all time in college football in Nick Saban. So like Alabama fans, if you are unhappy today or you're annoyed with the, with the all likelihood that Kalen DeBoer is finalizing a deal right now is going to be your next head coach, who else did you want? 
Like, who else was the guy? Don't tell me Dabo Sweeney. I know Dabo has won, won championships, but he doesn't adapt to NIL and the transfer portal. You want to tell me Dan Lanning would have been a fine choice? Well, guess what? Kalen DeBoer just beat him twice in one season. Lane Kiffin, I didn't think that was going to be the move. I like Lane Kiffin. I think he's a good coach, but he fits Ole Miss better than Alabama. Sark wasn't leaving Texas for your job. He wasn't. As great as the Alabama job is, when Sark has now Texas rolling, he has his quarterback coming back in Quinn Ewers and has Arch Manning right behind him, he's not leaving. Fresh off a college football playoff appearance. So who else did you want? Who else was the name? You got to be realistic here. And when you got in the realistic list of names and the right name and a good name, check, check, check for Kalen DeBoer. I don't understand outside of just a natural resistance that it's not Nick Saban and that you're down in the dumps and you're all annoyed that Nick Saban elected to walk away and retire at the age of 72 when Nick Saban has won six national championships at Alabama. I understand there's disappointment there because you never thought it was going to end when you get wrapped up in all that winning and all that greatness. And yes, we know Kalen DeBoer's not going to go on to win six championships, but he can continue to move the Alabama train in the right direction. He can continue to keep them as an elite program in this sport. What he just did the last two years at Washington, he has that success at Washington. Why can't he have success with more resources and taking over the biggest and best job in college football? So enough. To, and may, I hope it's a minority of people. I really do. And maybe I'm just getting caught up in social media. But you got to be open to this. You got to give it a chance. Because this is not a hire that should elicit a response of, oh my goodness gracious, what is Alabama doing? You know, when, when Auburn hired Brian Harson, I said it on this radio show. I said, that doesn't really make sense. You know, Gus Malzahn, who got fired, that's not an upgrade. And also, this wasn't a top three or four option for Auburn. But in Alabama's case, the legendary coach is walking away. He's retiring. And when you look at some of the preeminent names in the country, Kalen DeBoer is one of the finest coaches in the country. So this is a good move. This is a good hire. And they'll have to adapt a little bit. There's no question when you become the head coach of Alabama. It's a job like no one else has ever seen, right? So for him, why can't he succeed? And I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to entertain, you know, oh, it's a, it's a bad hire. Why? Explain yourself. I'll welcome the conversation, actually. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If you're against this hire, I would love to know why. I would love to hear your opinion, actually. And I think probably from 9.9 out of 10 people that will call in that will be against this hire, it will be a bunch of rambling, stuttering, and you'll be fumbling all over your words because down deep, this is a good hire by Alabama. Samter, what do you got to say? It looks like you're itching to get on the air. Well, so I I love the hire. I love Kalen DeBoer. I think that he's great. But if there are people who have questions about mm-hmm. it, the reason I can understand some of their concerns yep. is that he basically has two years as a head coach in a Power, power five, five conference team. Okay. He was great both those years. Mm-hmm. 
But oftentimes we see when a coach comes into a new program, a lot of the talent is often, and you know, transfer portal is a little bit different. Yeah. But a lot of the talent was there from previous coaches and recruiting. So we haven't really seen Kalen DeBoer and a full recruiting class at Washington. And I think when you're talking about Alabama, you're talking about the best of well, the Washington best. Washington was in a bad spot when he took over. Sure. And, and listen, I, you know me. I love DeBoer. Yeah. I think it's a good hire. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for those people who are questioning it, their questions might just be, listen, two years at Washington isn't enough to prove to me as great as they were at Washington. Mm-hmm. Two years at Washington with two years at Fresno before that isn't enough to prove that you're ready for the Bama job. Bama is probably the number one job in all of college football, right? Maybe Texas, too. Michigan's up there. Ohio State. Georgia's now up there. There's a few of those elite of the elite. And for Bama, to be a Bama coach, you have to show prolonged success at a... uh, Power Five conference or Power Five team. They just got to the national oh, championship game. Yes, again, like I said. But, I know you're not arguing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, not, I, but this would be my this response. This is just where people are coming from. And again, mm-hmm. Pac-12 is different than Big Ten and SEC. We thought the Pac-12 was great this year. It ended up not being nearly as good as we thought it was. Well, the, the Washington did get to a national Washington championship game. Washington was very game. good. Oregon, Oregon was, was really good, good. But Colorado didn't live up to what they, we thought sure. early on. USC well, fell Well, Big off. Ten only had two teams. Right. And USC Ohio State ended up being off, a fraud. Obviously, Utah fell off for obvious reasons. So early on, when we thought the the Pac-12 was the best conference in in the country, they clearly, they clearly weren't. They were maybe the second or third best, but they weren't the best conference in the country. I don't. I actually don't know who was the best conference because all these conferences kind of spit up on one another. Yeah. Just when you thought Georgia was the team, Georgia loses to Alabama. Oh, Ohio State, Penn State, they're going to be good. They end up losing both by Michigan because Michigan was the best team in the country. So yeah. the only thing I'll say to that, and I know we got to take a break because Matt Schaub's going to join us coming up momentarily. Is And I know I'm going to bring up two of the greatest coaches ever in college football. But what was the great job that Urban Meyer had before he got Florida? And what were the ties that he had to Florida? And it's like for Nick Saban, he was at Michigan State before he got the LSU job. Really no connections to the South. Both of those guys found a way to make it work. So why can't Kalen DeBoer, who just got to Washington for two years, won a national, uh, got to a national championship game, lost to Michigan, and now he gets the, the big boy job of Alabama. All right, it is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We will take a timeout when we come on back. Texans back in the playoffs. C.J. Stroud, sensational. We'll hook up with former NFL quarterback for the Houston Texans, Matt Schaub, who will join us in five minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Pete Thamel has it. Kalen DeBoer has informed Washington officials he's taking the job at Alabama. He's expected to tell his team soon. So he was finalizing the contract to no surprise. He is off to Alabama, leaving Washington after two seasons. We do have wild card weekend, and a big matchup kicks things off on Saturday. The Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. And now joining us is former Texans quarterback Matt Schaub, kind enough to join us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Matt, appreciate the time as always. How you been, my friend? Good, Zach. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks so much for coming on. So how about this year for the Texans with D'Amico Ryan, someone you know, getting the head coaching job, then making those two picks at two and three with C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. No one saw playoffs coming when the season started, but this has been one miraculous turnaround. Yeah, it really is. Couldn't be more happy for D'Amico and the job he's done. Um, you know, the writing was on the wall as a player that if he wanted to get into coaching, that he was going to be successful and rise the ranks uh, fairly quickly. And uh, the most impressive thing, honestly, is the development of C.J. Stroud. I mean, the, the, the maturity that he shows, the ability to throw under duress and, and his mechanics and uh, being able to see the field and not limit his mistakes. It's just been very impressive to watch. You know, we played them. I was with the Atlanta Falcons this season on their staff, and we played them earlier in the season. But you could just see that the kid uh, just plays, you know, above above his level, you know, as a rookie. And it's just been impressive to watch. You need a special person, and you need to have a special personality to change that franchise around so quickly. That's the other thing. It's like the leadership skills that he has to walk into that locker room with grown men and really be their leader, not just because you're the quarterback, but you're the actual leader of the team. It really is impressive from afar. It is. You listen to what how, how he talks and how he handles himself you know, in front of the media and uh, just the way he plays, the calm demeanor. Uh, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And he just goes about his business. You know, he's played in a ton of big football games going back to his days at Ohio State. But obviously this stage is a, is a lot bigger. But, um, you know, he's grounded in his beliefs and how he plays. And it just shows. And it's just impressive to watch. Now on the other side, Matt Schaub, how about Joe Flacco? Uh, right off the couch. And then he has the Cleveland Browns in the postseason. And not only does he get them to the postseason, you know, some may say elite Joe Flacco is back. This has just been surreal to see what he's been able to do. Yeah, it's been awesome to to see that from Joe. You know, I had spent some time uh, on on the Baltimore Ravens roster with him and just played him a bunch of times. He's always been super talented and can throw the ball. It uh, really jumps off his hands. And he's just, again, he's another calm, just cool and collected character. But for him to go into Cleveland with that defense, their running game, their weapons, and just go out and function right off the couch in a, in a new system that he didn't know really anything about, um, just couldn't be happier for Joe and and. You know, him getting that opportunity to revitalize his career because uh, that, that's always been there. You go back to his Super Bowl run in the playoffs, the playoff run that he had. You know, I mean, there's no reason to think he can't do that again. 
And then you also look at it from a coaching angle. We talked about D'Amico Ryan's Matt Schaub, who joins us right now on CBS Sports Radio. Kevin Stefanski already's won one coach of the year. He may have another one uh, coming at the end of this season. You know, I think the conversation is D'Amico or Kevin Stefanski, but you know this. It's tough to keep on winning when your entire roster basically gets gutted with injuries. You've seen it. Uh, they lose their quarterback. They lose Nick Chubb. They lost both tackles this season, and to keep on finding a way to get this Browns team to the playoffs, uh, I can't say enough about the coaching job of Kevin Stefanski. Absolutely. We all know that you know the, the war of attrition is the number one thing in the NFL that you got to battle when you talk about a 17-game schedule. And um, to be able to weather that storm and have players on your roster that you develop you know, some of that's behind the scenes, but those guys are able to step in and be productive and, and to make the decision to, you know, call Joe and, you know, have him come in because of the situation they were in at quarterback, which way do we go? We know our roster is built to make the playoffs and to go and find him and, and be able to develop him and get him ready uh, within weeks. You know, it just shows the the coaching job that he's done and his staff to just get the next man up ready to go and ready to form. So what do you think this game comes down to between the Browns and the Texans? What ultimately decides it, in your opinion? Well, I think it comes down, like all games, really. Turnovers, being able to protect the football and score in the red zone. If you can do those two things, you know, I like um, whoever wins those battles. But, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I think the defenses will play well. Who can get after the quarterback and affect the other guy and make them make a decision that maybe they don't want to – to make or hurry them. And and I think that that's going to be what it comes down to. Does experience matter um, in this game? Like for the Texans, they have such a young roster, right? Will Anderson Jr. He's been in big games at Alabama, but not an NFL playoff game because it's his first year. Same with CJ Stroud. D'Amico Ryans has coached in big games, but never as a head coach. Like how much is the experience factor uh, a player in this one on Saturday? You know, some, sometimes uh, ignorance is bliss. Sometimes when you don't know any better and you just go out and you throw all caution to the wind and you just play your game and understand that once you get between the white lines or put the headset on, it's a football game. You know, obviously the stakes are a little bit higher and you know that, but it, it helps you to just have some tunnel vision. And sometimes those things uh, can help you. Um, sometimes it can be used as a crutch when things don't go your well, but go your way. But, you know, I think you can't underestimate also Joe's experience as a quarterback in, in the playoff situations and understanding, okay, I don't need to force a ball here. I can throw it away. You know, we can punt, let, let our defense go out there. So I think there's, there's reasons to argue for both sides. Um, obviously experience does help, but also sometimes inexperience, you know, isn't a bad thing. Wrap it up with Matt Schaub who joins us right now. Uh, later tomorrow evening, it's supposed to be like, Frigid cold temperatures, record cold <laughs> temperatures in Kansas City. Um, I'm sure you played in a cold game or two. I know you, you were in a dome for, for a while, but you look at Miami and Kansas City from an offensive perspective. How do you think that weather is going to impact the game for both of these teams? I think it's definitely going to impact. I think it's going to, and also depending on, you know, what's the wind doing, you know, is it strong? You know, it's going to affect the passing game. But it's going to come down to defense. And you look at Kansas City's defense this year and how they've played um, and how they've gotten after opposing teams' quarterbacks. You know, I think that's going to be the key aspect to this game. Kansas City's fairly used to playing in this environment in the cold weather. They'll be at home. We'll see how Miami handles it with their um, their scheme. Obviously, they do like to run the ball in quick passing game and then take their shots when they're there. But I think uh, Kansas City's defense is going to be the key factor in this one. So, Matt, as you mentioned, wrap it up with Matt Schaub. Uh, you were an offensive analyst this past year on the Atlanta Falcons staff. Just how do you kind of 
look back at the experience. I know you guys didn't accomplish what you set out to achieve this year, but how do you kind of look back at that experience? Yeah, it was a great, great opportunity for me to get back in, in the game and, and use some of the knowledge that I've accumulated over my playing career and uh, just be part of a great staff and a great team. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out how we wanted to. But, you know, for me, just the game management aspects, some of the situational football things that come up, um, being able to study those things and, and, you know, lend a hand where I could um, was very, very valuable to me. And, and what I'm possibly going to do as I go forward. Yeah, what do you hope to to keep on doing with the coaching career? Just wondering. I, I know you're you're not uh, still on the Falcon staff, but what's the dream for one match job when you look at the rest of the coaching career? <laughs> well, I definitely want to stay connected to the game in, in some form or fashion. We'll see what happens right now. Just to getting back, enjoying some family time, but uh, we'll see how things shake up here over the next few weeks or month. Yeah, and there's a big rumor in Atlanta that uh, Bill Belichick could potentially be their next head coach. I'm sure. Uh, you've seen that. We'll see how it plays out. What would your reaction be, knowing the guys in that locker room, if the hoodie finds his way to the ATL? <laughs> well, I think uh, you know. You look at the uh, results that he's put up over the last two decades, three decades as a head coach. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, and and those and what what he's been able to do putting football teams together. But I think anyone that has a head coaching vacancy, those rumors are probably spreading throughout uh, those cities that, you know, he might be going to their, their staff. So we'll see how it, time will tell. We'll see what happens. Last thing I'll ask you, you know, I know they, they don't play until Monday, but the Eagles look like they have a team chemistry problem right now. Jalen Hurts is also dealing with the finger injury. And I was reading he hasn't even been able to throw the football uh, yet this week, but he's still expected to play in the game uh, does it feel like this is just the, the, the wrong storm for Philadelphia and Tampa Bay um, at home has a, a good opportunity to take them down on Monday? Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely been an interesting past month, month and a half for the for the Eagles when you really watch them from the outside. You know, obviously I can't speak to anything that's been going on inside the locker room or in the building, but you can tell that something's just off and, and they're not clicking and things aren't happening for them that in the past few years has been happening. And, you know, so they, their defense is still solid up front on the defensive line. They can still cause problems and they're tough to block and uh, they can still run the football. So, you know, we'll see on Monday night and, and Tampa, you know, they've had their ups and downs as well. And we'll see what happens when they kick off. But, you know, one thing Tampa has been able to do is run the football as of late over the last few weeks. And, um, you know, we'll see Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. They're always tough, tough to handle on the outside. So, uh, we'll see how it pans out. They, they definitely you can tell the Eagles had some things that they need to address and, and, and identify over the last couple of weeks uh, before they make a run in the playoffs. He's Matt Schaub. Matt, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. You'll be well. Enjoy the weekend. All right, Zach. Thanks a lot. There you go. Matt Schaub joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio. We will take a break. Clearly crazy news today. Kalen DeBoer off to Alabama. Gerard Mayo replaces Bill Belichick in New England. But we come on back. Let's continue the super conversation about Wild Card Weekend. And who has more pressure on them? Is it Dak Prescott or Tua Tunga-Vailoa this weekend with the uh, Dolphins going to frigid Kansas City and the drama Dallas choking Cowboys? Try not to be the drama Dallas choking Cowboys this weekend, welcoming in the Green Bay Packers. Update time first. Here's the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. So uh, the news is that Kalen DeBoer is off to Alabama. He is uh, informing his team of that decision as we speak, as uh, we've opened up the show and talked about that through the first 20 minutes and just had Matt Schaub on. Kevin Falk's going to join us, the former Patriot at 420 p.m. Eastern. He played for Bill Belichick, has also uh, played alongside Gerard Mayo as well. So we'll get his thoughts on all the changes at one Patriot place. But now for the future of uh, Washington real quickly, uh, just to give you this Pete Thamel report, Washington will be an attractive job Officials there for now won't have any college market competition. Quick list, no order. Lance Leipold, Jed Fish, Matt Campbell, Ryan Grubb, Barry Odom, Chris Kleiman, Kyle Whittingham, Dave Clawson, and Kalani Satake. When when I look at that list, Leipold would be a phenomenal coach. And, you know, he's done a really good job at Kansas. would be a phenomenal hire. But you could get pretty much any picking of a, of a job that you want with what you've done so far, I don't think you're leaving Kansas to go to Washington, even though Washington now is moving into the Big Ten, so maybe that plays a factor as well. Like, what I'm saying is, huh. wa- Washington is a better job than Kansas, but I think he could get a, a bigger job if he wanted to leave. That's interesting, because when you first started saying that, it sounded to me like you were saying that Washington wasn't, uh, or, or that Leo, uh, uh, Leipold wasn't good enough for Washington. No, and no, I'm thinking no. to myself, like, that would be a home run yeah, hire for the Huskies. It would be a home run hire. But now that I hear your other way, that's so mm-hmm. interesting to hear that you think, and you might be right because he's just he's been crushing it wherever he goes, whereas Buffalo and then mm-hmm. Kansas. He's been great everywhere he goes. He's a guy who I think Washington would be a great fit for him. But if you think that, like, a bigger program. I don't know if it's like an A&M down the road or... Well, they just made the move for Elko. Right, right. But, yeah. Or Miami. Or, but I don't know what's necessarily a bigger program than Washington right now. Put especially it this with way. the move to the Big Ten. Well, put it this way. They're, the, last two, the last two hiring cycles, there have been big jobs available. He has not left yet. So if he didn't leave for some of those other jobs, even like Washington's a good job. Wouldn't call it a great job, but it's a good job. If he didn't leave... For those other jobs, I don't think he's leaving for Washington. Now, Jed Fish, who we just had on last week, is a fascinating name, and he's done a sensational job in three years at Arizona. Um, Maybe he wants to make that jump to the Big Ten, but Arizona has a really good team. They get a lot of guys that return this year. People are talking about them in a 12-team format going to the college football playoff. I don't think Jed Fish is leaving. You know, Matt Campbell, I know he 
did an did a good job this year. I the ship for Matt Campbell for me has sailed because I just still can't get over the year he was expected to win the Big Twelve and they didn't. Where he gets in front of the camera and he goes, "Oh, that was a goal you guys had. My goal was just to be better." Like uh, that rubbed me the wrong way. Ryan Grubb, who's on the staff right with Washington right now, that could make sense. Uh, Barry Odom, Chris Kleiman would be good. Who's uh, who's done a really good job at Kansas State. I don't think Whittingham is leaving. You know, Kyle Whittingham, it seems like he's had many opportunities to leave and he hasn't left yet, so I'd be surprised. All right, you, you throw out Dave Clawson. You know what? Name my circle right there, Kalani Satake. That last one, who has done a really good job at BYU, um, has interviewed at other jobs before. It would not surprise me if it ends up being Kalani Satake. But not that I'm that familiar uh, with this person. But Tracy Ford is reporting, who's got like 20,000 followers on Twitter, he works for uh, Go Ford Sports. Um, he says sources are saying that Cliff Kingsbury could be the Washington football next head coach. Now, that would be something. Cliff Kingsbury winding up at Washington. I can't I can't say that would be a bad hire. Um, I know he was not good in the he had good starts and bad finishes in the NFL. But when you're talking about Cliff Kingsbury's next head coaching job, it ain't going to be in the NFL. So if he wants to be a head coach again, maybe he elects to to go back into the college landscape to be that next uh, head coach. I I think he was on the USC staff this year in some capacity. Yeah, he was uh, he was at USC this year, a senior offensive analyst and quarterback coach. So you want a, a young guy, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is only 44 years old, turns 45 in August, you know, maybe Cliff Kingsbury is in play. But that's a, you know, that's a solid job, Washington. It's a good job. So there's going to be interest there. But it's just wild how this, this happens this late in the process. Because we thought pretty much that the only coaching news was going to be what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh. Because this cycle has already hit the ground running. And it already, we thought, did come full circle. Because of now at the transfer portal, the early signing date, everything gets shifted up that you got to move quickly. And that's why a lot of these programs now, they'll fire a coach in season so they can get a jump start and do their due diligence behind the scenes. So once the season ends, boom, they could quickly go move and they could go quickly hire a coach, right? You saw what happened at Michigan State. They ended up getting Jonathan Smith. We know um, A&M ended up getting my, uh, Elko. And then you have this Alabama job where it surprisingly just opens up because Nick Saban retires. And even though people thought that there was a chance Saban could retire in the immediate future. Not a lot of people thought it was going to happen. I know everyone will come back now in the last 24 hours because they pretend to be a bunch of know-it-alls, and they'll be like, oh, you know, I heard rumblings of this. Oh, I knew that this was going to happen. Please. There was not a story before the Alabama game that I saw Alabama-Michigan that said this is going to be Nick Saban's final game. (laughs) I didn't see that story. So Alabama opens up, and it creates a domino effect because of how prestigious and how elite that piece of real estate is where now you have two out of the four coaches for now in the college football playoff and DeBoer leave Washington, Saban leave Alabama, DeBoer goes to Washington, Saban goes to retirement. We'll still have an office and, you know, still be associated with the Alabama football program in some capacity. And there's a good chance that Harbaugh leaves. And that's something to watch. I think tomorrow they have their parade, their championship parade. It's at 4 p.m. Eastern. The two things that I think are fascinating to watch at that parade, does either Harbaugh or J.J. McCarthy play to the crowd? Because 
I think if one of them was going to make an announcement, I'm coming back for one more year. Yeah. It was going to be, it's going to be JJ McCarthy. I think there's a chance and a good chance that McCarthy comes back for Harbaugh. It would almost, well, he already has the offer on the table for Michigan. That like what? 10 year, 120, $125 million contract. So are you going to take your name out of the NFL job and out of the NFL market? I would be surprised if tomorrow we hear from Harbaugh saying, oh, I'm coming back next year. But if you are McCarthy and you are planning to come back, and maybe you want to see how the Harbaugh cycle does play out, but I got to think that uh, Sharon Moore is going to be the guy that replaces Harbaugh if he leaves, but maybe McCarthy would want to see who's going to be the next head coach at Michigan for sure, because it's all nice of us to say that it should be Moore's job. When you have a job like Michigan open up, you know, you, you have to have a wide search, I would imagine. But that's something I'll monitor tomorrow at the Michigan Parade, right when the uh, NFL playoffs kick off, if we get a super-duper announcement from from one J.J. McCarthy that he's coming back. But it'd be pretty neat if Harbaugh did so as well tomorrow. And you mentioned that, you you know, the talk is that it's Sharon, Sharon Moore's job if Harbaugh were to leave. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you mentioned Lance Le- uh, Leipold. You, Leipold, uh, yeah. Uh, Leipold. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz. Um, maybe a Jed Fish. If Washington doesn't work out, there's a lot of names, and Jet Fish has Michigan ties. So, like, yeah. if you're Michigan, do you really have to tie yourself? It, it kind of would feel similar to the Patriots and Gerard Mayo. Okay. Where there's a succession plan in place, but we heard from Christian Fourier yesterday, who was pretty adamant that Vrabel was the guy over Mayo. Or should have been. Should yeah. be the guy over Mayo. And so I wonder if you're Michigan, if, uh, if having Sharon Moore as your as your succession plan is is kind of putting the cart before the horse a little bit, like see what else is out there. There's well, some big I, names I, I think available. You, I think you do your search, but also I think the name that you can't overlook as well is Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator. He was a rock star, but when you look at Sharon Moore, the guy I know that Harbaugh was coaching throughout the week, but Moore was still the coach on game day when they beat Penn State, when they beat Maryland. And when they ended up beating Ohio State. And I think that carries a lot of weight. And also, I think this is the, not that this is the end-all be-all, but how the portal will open back up for the Michigan players once they lose their coach, as it has for Alabama. I don't think anyone in that program, out of the guys that would want to stay, that are on the program and back next year, are then going to say, oh, I'm jumping in the transfer portal because Moore is the coach. So I, I got to think, I agree with you that you go through your process and I don't think you just have to hire within to hire within. Like we, we've seen, right, Coach K, Roy Williams retired. They hired within. They hired their guys, Duke and UNC guys. Uh, Villanova, Jay Wright retires. They hired a Villanova guy who was at Fordham for a year in Kyle Neptune. You don't have to do that. That's also what makes the Saban departure rather fascinating with all these legendary names that have walked away. This is the first replacement that isn't a Saban guy, doesn't have ties to the school, doesn't have ties to the recruiting region, and I'm for it. So I think there's good and there's bad when you do that, but I just believe that Sharon Moore would be the right person for the Michigan job. But first, let's see if Harbaugh is uh, definitely leaving. And I do lean that he's more leaving than not. But right now, Harbaugh could be the king of college football. Just won a national championship. Right, he is polarizing, even though I, I love him as a coach, but some people can't stand his guts. Saban's now out. You could have a, a fight between Kirby Smart in the SEC and Jim Harbaugh in the uh, in the Big Ten fighting out to be the face of college football, you know, for the foreseeable future. I don't know if that's important to him, 
but it is his alma mater at Michigan. All righty, real quickly, who has more pressure on them to win this weekend, Dak or Tua? I think it's easily Dak. No one is picking the Dolphins to win this game outside of me. I think the Dolphins are beating Kansas City 20-17 to in frigid Kansas City. But the drama Dallas choking Cowboys have a chance to get to an NFC title game. They have a chance to get to a Super Bowl this year. Now, no one expects the 49ers to go down in the NFC, but we've seen crazier things happen. Dak and the Cowboys as the two seed, they lose to the seventh seed Green Bay Packers at home this weekend. I could tell you what our lead will be on Monday. You won't even know that we have an Eagles-Buccaneers game. It will probably be three hours of Cowboys, 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 and more Cowboys. Now, I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose, but there is an enormous amount of pressure on Dak Prescott this weekend to get the job done. All righty, we'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. When we come on back, as you know, DeBoer replacing Saban at Alabama. Now we know the replacement for Bill Belichick in New England. It is Gerard Mayo. I'll give you my reaction to that. Plus, former Patriots running back Kevin Falk going to stop by at 4.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific. It is a 1.20 p.m. Pacific. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 